We're on the road. Where transportation goes, community grows. Welcome to On the Road with the MTA. And welcome to another exciting edition of On the Road with the MTA. I'm Jay Gibbons alongside with Stephanie Kay from the MTA. How's Stephanie today? I'm feeling better each and every day because it's getting closer to spring and that means warmer weather and I'm loving that. Oh yeah, we got 60s in the forecast next week. Oh, do we really? Oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah. I don't mind. I would like to go for walks at night and if I'm going to be afraid I'm going to slip on some ice or something, I don't go. So yeah. 60s good. Yeah, that's good. We can handle that. I right? can walk in that degree. Yes, <laughs> absolutely great. Thank you. Well, I can do some walking around town and meet some great people, which I did last night. I had a little birthday party, and a friend of mine wow. came. To, uh, I invited you, so I know it's excellent. You're busy, but uh, I just met this gentleman recently, and he is amazing. His name is Amir Abu Ada. I call him amazing. That's easier to say. Amir is amazing. <laughs> he has helped so many people. He is a he practices elder law, Medicaid planning, VA planning. A probate, estate planning, business transitions, and assisted living law. He's a member of the Genesee County Bar Association, as well as the elder law and probate sections of the Star, the State Bar of Michigan. And he has done so much. He's accredited attorney through the Department of Veterans Affairs. You know how close those are to my heart. I love oh, the yeah. veterans. Office of General Counsel. In addition, he serves as members of the Genesee County Commission on Aging, Adult Foster Care Providers, President of Elder Abuse Alliance, formerly known as the Elder Abuse Force task force he does a lot of stuff pro bono too that's what i love about this man he helps people in genesee county i can call him with questions he answers them without charge he's just an amazing man as a matter of fact he won the pro bono attorney of the month back in october 2018 he frequents uh, pro bono clients and legal aid clinics he's just a great guy and he played football in Central. <laughs> so he's a big guy. He could take yeah, it down. Yeah, there you go. All right. Got to have that. <laughs> Representation of State of Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, Adult Productive Services, and three counties. So, Amir, thank you so much for taking time out of your extremely busy schedule today because I know you were swamped to talk to us today. Thank you for having me. It's, a, it's been a, a complete honor to be here with you guys, with both you and, and Jay, um, to, to have me on, on, on air today. It's, it's amazing. It's such an honor. And I appreciate you guys having me. Well, of all you do, my gosh, I'm so lucky we have you to be able to talk to about this because no one's more important to us than our family and our parents and our grandparents. And the one thing that I hate to see the most is any kind of elder abuse. And you said there's not only just physical elder abuse, but there's also financial elder abuse. And that goes on even more so probably than the physical. So tell us what you see. Like if, if we saw something that we felt was not going right for these elders, who do you call? What do you do? Where do you start? So, I mean, it, gets, it kind of depends on what it is, right? So, I mean, um, you know, what you're saying is about the financial uh, exploitation, which I think happens more often than any other type of elder abuse. Um, you know, just to harp on physical abuse a little bit is, is you know, it's pretty apparent when you see physical abuse, right? You see bruises, you see, sure. you know, isolation, you see, you know, uh, marks on the bodies or, or you know, you try to give somebody, a, a, an elder elderly person a high five and instead of trying to give you a high five back, they, they wince and they, you know, Aww. try to protect themselves. They're all yeah. things of physical those are all signs. Um, and with that being said, you know, you, you would definitely uh, contact the authorities, right? That's something that you would, um, that you would do. You call the police, you call adult protective services, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Um, now financial abuse is a little bit more, is a little bit different because it's a little bit tr more tricky to spot because, um, financial abuse can happen underneath everybody's nose and they have no idea that it's even happening. So be, why? Because the, you know, bank accounts are usually private, um, financial accounts and, and, you know, things like that are usually done on a private basis. So 
you know, and they're not public. So you, you can't really check on and see if anyone's getting exploited. So we really heavily rely on our financial institutions to help spot it. And, and now financial institutions, financial institutions are actually being trained. Um, uh, that's a big part of their training now is the spot elder abuse, spot financial exploitation, because it's just such a, a, a crisis that's going on right now that uh, they, they actually just passed a law not long ago that allows for financial institutions to automatically freeze accounts without, you know, court order or, or anything like that. If they um, sense that physical or I'm sorry, not physical, but financial abuse is happening, which is a really great legislation that just was passed. I would say in the past, you know, I think it was late last year, early this year. So um, that's a really great thing that's that the financial institutions are doing to help prevent it. But you know, other things regarding financial abuse just doesn't come from bank. Hey, you're not going to, you know, it doesn't just happen when you go to the bank and you withdraw somebody's money that's not yours or force somebody or coerce somebody to withdraw their money for you, you know, cash or transfer money from an account. But it also happens with, you know, self-inflicting financial abuse, meaning like scams, right? So there's so many scams out there, Stephanie. There is, there, in, in the, the, the sad part about it is that these scammers are really, really, really good at their job. Okay. And so they're professionals, just like, you know, myself, I'm a professional, I'm a lawyer, right? Um, you're a professional radio show host. You're your professional PR and, and, uh, MTA right now. You're doing a heck of a job for everybody that you help. Uh, and, but these people are professionals in the, in the worst way possible Mm -hmm. in scamming the elder. Publishing clearing, publishers clearinghouse, and romance scams, and hey, you know this is your this is your grandson. I'm in Guatemala. Yeah. I need. Uh, I'm in jail in Guatemala. I need uh, five thousand dollars to be wired to me so I can, you know, pay, it can pay my bail so I can come back to the states. You know, things like this happen, um, and so they're really really good at their job. Um, so you know, there is one, and for instance, uh, you know, I was talking to you about this the other day the the phone scams right oh, so yes. you know basically or getting you know when people are getting calls uh you know you have an unknown number or whatever it is if uh people pick it up if if an elderly person picks it up then that would be considered um you know one step in the right direction for phone scammers and then the next time people call you know, a scammer would call if the elderly person picks it up and says anything, that would be the next step in the right direction. And then, um, with that being said, these phone numbers that they're calling, the scammers are calling to get this information are being sold to each other as far as the, the elder abusers, the phone scammers. So eventually when, when elderly people are being or seniors are being called and they end up having conversations with the scammers or even giving money or being exploited, their phone numbers are being sold, you know, worldwide from these scammers to, to also exploit them. So that is something I actually learned uh, quite recently. I think the Genesee County Sheriff's Office taught me that. Um, and I think they got their information from the Department of Justice. They, I think they went to a conference and that's what they got their information. But it's a scary thing, Stephanie. Oh, and it's, it is. the, the sad part is we're all, we're all going to be seniors one day, right? Well, I, was, I, just, I, I, I just learned that 60, every single day, there are a thousand people turning. Oh, I'm sorry. Every single day, there are 10,000 people turning the age of 65. And it's going to continue on for the next 17 to 20 years. 
That means these seniors are going to be targeted. There's going to be reasons to be scammed. So we have to listen to you and not answer the phone if you don't recognize the number. That's the first thing to do, right? Right. Right. That's the, that's the best thing to do. Um, and definitely don't have conversations with people that you don't know. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's all these people that try to scare them into conversations like, Hey, I'm from the IRS or Hey, I'm from, I'm a police officer and you have a warrant out for your arrest. You got to pay me this money to, you know, you know, not have jail time. And so, you know, I will tell you, IRS never calls people on the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, the, yep. Security administration never calls people on the phone, right? They'll send you nice, pretty letters, but they won't call you on the phone, no. right? So, um, no so one, no what, one, not even your bank is going to call you on the phone and ask for money, right? There's nobody's going to ask you for your credit card information over the phone, legitimately, or social security number, or banking routing number, nothing like that. Right. No one's going to ask for that. So, I think that's a really good thing to 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 know because not a lot of people actually do know that matter of fact well they're good like you said they're very smart because i thought i had a credit card company calling me and so i said well i'm going to call you back and she was going to give me her number i said no i'll find it so i went to my credit card and i called from my credit card company and it was totally a scam that had called me so i was so grateful i hung up and called who i knew i was talking to Mm -hmm. so they are good they're very convincing they're very good i mean especially when you when they call and tell you that you won something right everybody likes winning stuff Right. Everybody likes winning the lottery. Nobody doesn't like winning the lottery. So, you know, your, your emotions are so, you know, inflated at that point. Right? saying, hey, you just want a, a cash prize of one hundred thousand dollars. Whoa, this is great. I get to, you know, afford living life for another so many years. And then they say, OK, but you have to give us you have to pay the taxes before we can send you the check. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. So that happens yeah. a lot of times. And so, I mean, but it doesn't make sense. Right. I mean, imagine you have to pay money to get money back. And so, but so they know how to play with your emotions and saying, you just want something. Congratulations. You're one out of a million person, you know, people right. that just won this. Then they say, okay, but you have to give me some money in order to get First, this. Right. Well, my girlfriend called me. She was in tears because her daughter was in California and she got a phone call that she thought was from the IRS. And they told her, do not hang up. we got to continue talking to you. They had her going to pawn her car to give them some money so that she wouldn't go to jail for past taxes. And she was able to call her mom on a different phone. Her mom said, hang up right now. The IRS would never do that to you. Her daughter was crying. She thought, mom, I'm going to go to jail if I don't pay this. So that's a young girl who should be, you, think you would consider to be, um, well, maybe socially savvy, savvy and, yep. and technically. And, but we're talking about somebody who might be 80, 90 years old that have not been on the internet to hear these things and know how to take care of it. So it's our job to teach our parents and our grandparents and anybody around us these tips that you're giving us right now. So we have to share yeah. this. So give us the tips yeah. again. Like, do not answer the phone if you don't know who it is. That's number one, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't, you know, if you don't, don't answer your phone if you don't know who it is, right? I mean, there's, that's really plain and simple. I mean, sometimes some of you might be calling you from a, a different number. I mean, the, the occasion of that happening is so rare. They'll leave a um, message they'll leave a, or they'll call back. They'll leave a message, right? If, uh, if they really need to go to hold of you, they'll leave a message or they'll call you again. Don't, you know, definitely don't give out your personal information because, you know, I don't, I can't tell you how many times people ask me for my credit card information or my name or my date of birth or whatever it is. I said, you're calling me. Why don't you tell me my name and my right. date of birth? <laughs> well, we're, we're going to confirm it with you. Well, you should already know what it is. Why don't you tell me? So, 
Something you know, else I've learned t- too, when you put your information on Facebook, you put your date uh-huh. of birth, you put where you live, you put pictures of your kids, they can actually stalk you that way and find you as well. So they, uh-huh. you should put very little information about yourself on Facebook. Yes, you got to be very careful. Or any, any social media. And they'll, a lot of times on Facebook, they'll try to like, trick you by saying, hey, what is your, what's your favorite color? This is what it means about you. Or what's your, they ask you all these questions about yourself. And that's just giving somebody all your personal information to open up a credit card under your name. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what a, a good thing to avoid, uh, or actually just to keep checking on, is your credit reports, mm-hmm. your Aquifax, your Experian, your TransUnion accounts, because you know you don't know when, when accounts are being opened in their name. I think there's a lot of websites out there that actually offer free credit reports, um, and they're actually free. They're not like a, you know, they call it free credit reports, and then they actually charge you. Right. And that's another, another scam. Scam people. Yep. Yeah, it was kind <laughs> of like, you know, if you think about it. But um you know, check in your credit report every so often. One, you get a one free one a year. I think, uh, I believe that's true. But yes, uh, it is. It is, yeah. Sure that, I sure paid that for LifeLock. No- I, I, want, I want to make sure I'm safe. I paid for LifeLock because I had somebody take my income taxes one year. I went to file for them, and my my income tax lady called me and said, Stephanie, somebody's already picked up your taxes. I was like, what? And they had gotten my credit card, I mean, my um, social security number somehow through a doctor's office, they said. So since then, wow. I have LifeLock, and it's pricey. So if you can do it for free, I would definitely suggest that, like you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then also, you know, um, safe computer practices, right? So you, people get emails every single day. And it might be something interesting from somebody that you might know or you might not know. And you open the email, and boom, your computer has, is, is compromised now. And if you ever use the credit card, to pay for something on your computer or your phone or whatever it may be, your phone or your computer may be compromised. So, you know, those credit card numbers could be compromised. And so, you know, if you don't know where this email is coming from, or if you don't know what the email is, just delete it. Right. right? Uh, it's, you know, if they really need to get a hold of you again, they'll send you a letter. They'll, they'll email you again, or they'll call you or, or something along the along that nature if you don't know 100 percent who it is just ignore them they say the best right? way to, to um, identify that too because i know uh, jay is in um it and he's yep. he has to be on top of this stuff all the time if it doesn't say dot org or dot com or dot net if it's like the numbers and uh, digits and stuff that's usually always a scam right oh yeah you can always tell it you always hover over the email address a lot of times you'll see that if it's supposed to be coming from you know our, our ceo at mtaflint.org and you find out that it's you know at gmail.com then you know it's you know, it's fake yeah it's not the it's not the right one yeah so hover over it that'll tell you yeah it usually tells you right up front that's good to know yeah. well of course and are you saying i heard you, i heard you mention publishers clearinghouse is that whole thing a scam or is there part of that that might be true have you ever known you anybody know what? One? I, i'm not the only publishing clearinghouse that I've ever heard of is have all of been scams, right? Whether or not, you know, there might be some honest to publishers clearinghouse, not sure, but the only ones that I've ever seen or worked with have all been scams. I wondered about that um, because I was talking it, to somebody else, I think Jay actually, I've, yeah. I've heard of people that won the lotto, they may have won a little bit of money or sometimes they've won a lot. I've never known of one person that knew of somebody that won publishers clearinghouse. Never heard of one. Yeah. So that's why I wondered about that. My mom's always turning those things in. It's like, mom, I don't know if it's a good idea. They want you to buy stuff. I get that. So I never buy anything. But I just wonder if anybody ever won Publishers Clearinghouse. They have lists of people on the, on the internet, but I don't know if they're real. Yeah, that is a very good question. And, and I think that, you know, I think uh, the the point you made, uh, in, even in Genesee County, our our own probate judge, Judge Jenny Barkey, her, I think her mother or her mother-in-law was almost a victim of a scam um, where um, I think that there was a phone call to, again, her mother or mother-in-law that I think judge's son 
was in another country or another state or vacationing or something like that. Said he was in jail or something like that. And then um, I, I think Judge Barkey intervened and uh, said, hey, you know, uh, my my son's sitting right here next to me. He's not in another country or yeah. another state. And so it's, it's worth, you know, calling and checking in on things, right? So if you think yeah. you're going to get and, – and these people know how to talk to their grandparents. It's like, hey, grandma, hey, grandpa, right? It's, it's, it's so-and-so. And they know, you know, grandson and granddaughter's names, which is really, really, really scary. How do they know all this yeah. stuff? No, that's what I said. I had one girlfriend. I was going to share this with you. She thought her father was pretty savvy and he lived up north in Marquette and she went to see him and she saw all these bags from Rite Aid with receipts and each one of them for $2,000. She said, dad, what are all these mm-hmm. receipts for? And he got all nervous and he got, he got so upset and so stressed out that he actually had a heart attack soon after that and passed away. But there was oh. somebody, they were scamming him. She listened to the messages and they were saying it was from foreign person on I think they said it was from India they tried to catch him they couldn't and they were saying pick up pick up right now you pick up if you don't pick up we're going to kill your daughter she's right here with us pick up so he was threatening they were threatening to kill his grandchildren and children if he didn't pay this money oh, so no. he paid $59,000 little by little by little like every week he had to give him $2,000 oh that's ridiculous I know and then it killed that's him with horrible. all the stress it was horrible I know and another friend she said uh he they said okay we have your grandson he's in jail he's gonna pay bail and the man was almost tempted because he had three sons and two of them were just jail worthy, but there was one that was a great kid and his name was Steven. And he said, which grandkid is that? And he said, it was Steven. He said, okay, young man, I know it's a scam now because if you would have said either one of those other men, I probably would have given you some money, but Steven is the most up, <laughs> the hardest working, and has more money than all of us, so he hung up on him. But you're right, they get those names. I don't know if it's through Facebook or if it's through whatever, like, you know, maybe surveys you take or something, but don't give anybody your personal information. Absolutely. There, there are like several websites too that actually, if you type in somebody's name, it can tell you everything about that person, their address, their phone number, their email address. And then it even yeah. says pops, possible relatives too. Um, and so it, it's, there's some sites out there that are really, really, really scary and how much stuff they know about. But, um, you know, we're not talking about just those scammers too. I mean, I, I think over 90%, I think the statistic is over 90% of the financial exploiters are actually family members. So we're, we're so hung up on these scammers from like, you know, third world countries and, but we're, we're not seeing the, the, the domestic threats uh, in itself. Right. Because we have family members, we have, you know, colleagues, we have um, investment advisors, uh, lawyers, um, medical caregivers, um, mm-hmm. you know, that. banks, even, uh, fast food workers, right. They are all people that, you know, you have to, continuously uh, watch your back with. I mean, I know it's, it sounds terrible, but it's like everybody around you is almost out to get you when it comes to these financial exploitation. Because, you know, I would say generally speaking, the, the older generations, seniors now, you know, and, and during their upbringing, I think they tend to be a little more trustworthy than the younger generation is now, right? So mm-hmm. for instance, if, if you ask, you know, somebody um, that's, let's say over the age of 65, you know, for 20 bucks because I need something to eat, they would tend, I think they would tend to give you that money more than even my generation. Um, you know, I'm considered a millennial quote unquote, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, I think trustworthiness really plays a big role with elder abuse. So, you know, if, uh, uh investment agents, you know, let's say a financial advisor says, Hey, I'm going to charge you this really, really high percentage because I can see how much money you have. I'm going to charge you a nice, um, you know, management fee. Right. And it's higher than 
what's normal, I, I think that's elder abuse. Same sure. thing with lawyers, right? If they charge a exorbitant amount or if they charge based on how much you have, not how much, you know, how much work that needs to be done. Right. That's, I think that's elder abuse too. And I'm constantly preaching that, right. You got to watch sure. yourself. You got to watch those that you're paying. Um, same thing with caregivers, right? Caregivers, if you're at home getting, all they need to do is take five minutes and slip in and grab your credit card or ca- grab some cash out of your purse or your wallet or whatever it may be. And, and away they go. There's, so, there's a movie. Um, I don't know if you've seen this movie. It's called I Care A Lot. And it's based on a true story about how they can go in and get these, um, like you said, anybody can be taken advantage. They would go in and take the person's house over and say, oh, you got to come with us. We're going to take care of you. We're, you're awarded a, a, a to us to the state. And then that person takes that older person, puts them in a home, and then goes back and sells their home and all their belongings and gets into their bank account. It's terrible. Have you seen right, that movie? Right. I care a lot. You got to you know watch that. I made it through like the first 15 minutes, and then I'm not kidding you, Stephanie. My heart started hurting, and I yes. had to stop watching. I agree. I was in Florida with my friend watching it, and so it was you know, her house. But I thought I felt sick to my stomach, so I thought I'm just gonna I'm gonna go out and make some popcorn. So I kind of took a break away from it because it was so disturbing. Because it could really happen. And my mom well, is smart. She's 93 and she's pretty savvy. She's the one who told me, don't answer the phone. If you don't recognize it, she watches TV and understands all that stuff. But she is so honest and so generous that I'm afraid that she would be taken advantage of too with somebody, you know, she wants to do the right thing. She doesn't want to have any late fees. She doesn't want to, you know, have a, she wants to pay her bills all on time. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but the, the, the movie, from what I understand, is based on, based on a true story. Yes. Right? It's not word for word the true story, but... I'm going to tell you, um, this stuff happens a lot. And that kind of leads me, you know, another person, another type of person that is, is very, um, that you really need to watch are like if people have guardians or conservators or powers of attorney, Mm -hmm. right. Powers of attorney, a good thing to have, especially when you get older and you need somebody to help, um, make financial or medical decisions for you. But, you know, when you give them that power, they, they have a fiduciary duty, but they can also, you know, take breach advantage. that power, mm-hmm. take advantage of that power. So in that, in that movie, I care a lot, that was based on, you know, kind of a deal that this guardianship company had with the doctor and also had with like a judge and said, look, you know, here's, here's what was going on. And, and, uh, you know, this person has a lot of money and Hey, you know what, if, uh, you know, you get this person to get need a guardian and we'll be the guardians and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of you or whatever it may be. And, and, um, uh, you know, I, I, um, the sad part is, is that, you know, I, I don't know any instances personally that that has happened, but I know that that movie was based on a true story. And, um, it just shows and, you what could happen, what could possibly happen. The way that the courts were all involved, it was just, it could possibly happen. Her son was saying, but she's my mom. I want to take care of her. They said, yes. Well, was she living with you before that? So were you taking care of her before that? He's like, well, no, cause she could take care of herself then. And she wanted to do that. Like, well, she needs our help now. And he was totally left out because he didn't do something more before, I guess. But it was just so sad to see it happen and makes it so much more disturbing, eye-opening, realizing it could happen. So you got to watch over your loved ones and yourself. Absolutely. Because we're all getting older. It happened to us. Don't be afraid to ask questions, right? That is something that I, that's really the, probably one of the most important rules is when you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. Right. That's really important is, is that when you say, well, you know, I'm sure that's okay. You know, I'm sure that was done for a reason or whatever it may be. It's like, no, you know what, even if you're wrong, say something, right. Even if you're making a call to adult protective services, um, say something. 
right? Well, that's I mean, what I wanted to thing- ask you. If you did see something, should you call Adult Protective Services or should you call the, you know, Chris Swanson? Should you call the Sheriff's Department? So, so you know what? Not every county has a Chris Swanson. And I just want to make that make sure that's perfectly clear. Is that we are extremely lucky and blessed in Genesee County to have a Chris Swanson and the rest of this team. And we're talking, I think, you know, Lieutenant Macy and, and the rest of the, the, the crew over there, they're, they do a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous job of, of, of advocating for the elderly. And we have one of the, I think we have one of the biggest um, elder abuse task force in the whole state of Michigan. And I think we have one of the best ones in the whole country, matter of fact. In Genesee County, it's it's easy. You can call APS or you can call the uh, uh, the Genesee County Sheriff's Office or the Elder Abuse Task Force and make reports, and they'll start doing investigations and things like that. Um, but you know, local law enforcement is always an option too. You know, you can call you know your local police. You know, we can report it to APS. There's um, hotlines. Uh, there's other there's attorneys that you can call as well, you know, um, that if you see some financial exploitation, you know, you can help by maybe petitioning the court for guardianship or, um, you know, getting a protective order or something like that, a restraining order. Um, so there's there's so many things that you can do. Just the, the, the biggest thing is I think a lot of people are timid to make calls and to make reports because they feel like, you know, if if it's not factual, then they feel like they're doing something wrong by wasting people's time. But can they call really, you? It, like if they if they have a question, can they call you and get the resources oh, they need to call? Or well, what is your phone number? They can give you a call. Yeah. Um. So did you just ask me for my phone number? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Am I hitting on you? No. <laughs> so, no, no, no. No. Well, uh, I will tell you, we have two attorneys in the office that we were very large advocates for. Um, for elder abuse here in, in, in our in our offices, myself and, and uh, attorney Alexandra Nassar. Um, matter of fact, Alexandra Nassar is a, is a mentor of mine. So when we talk about helping people, she is the queen of helping people. Um, she she has made people's lives. She's changed people's lives um, a lot of times. And she's, she's an amazing, just an amazing individual. That's um, so nice to hear. I know her because she and I were in jail together. <laughs> we really were. It was the MDA where they come in and pick you up and they put you in jail until you can make so much money to get out. It was yep. the MDA phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she and I, we were picked up in a limousine. So it wasn't like it was a real jail, but she's a delight. I'm so glad to have you mention her because I can't believe that she's your mentor. It seems like you'd be hers. I'm sure you're each other's. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, she's more of mine. I mean, we kind of do, uh, we kind of practice the same area of law, but, uh, I'm, I'm a little younger than her. I'm a, a little more, more inexperienced as far as the length of practicing law. So I have to call her my mentor out of respect. So, um, oh, that's sweet. Uh, no, we, we definitely collide our heads, um, to help people a lot of times. Right. I mean, we're, we're, we're uh, always discussing how we can help people more, but, um, more or less, I mean, you can call the office. The The phone number is 810-238-1700. So that's my office. So either me or Alex, we're usually available all day, every single day, or our assistants are. Great. But, you know, having a conversation about what to do, right? Because if it's something that we can help with, let's say, estate planning or petitions for guardianships in court or whatever, or what have you, then we can help with that. Now, if it's something more of a criminal standpoint where we're just like, hey, you know, these people probably need to be prosecuted. That's more of a, you know, law enforcement question, APS question or, you know, elder abuse task force question at sheriff's office. We can kind of refer them that way and kind of go from there. So and some things are just a criminal thing. Right. And then some things are just civil. 
right? So um, it, we can kind of help people differentiate the two and make sure that we get everybody in the, the best place possible um, to, to um, make sure their loved ones are safe. And I've seen um, that personally. People will call me with questions and I'll say, I've got the right man. Let me call him here. And you always take care of him, direct him to the right places, give him the right resources. So I can't thank you enough for all you've done for people. You said Alexander does, but you have too. So you're a little angel out there, Amir. Well, I, I, you know what? Um, I appreciate that. That, that means a lot. Sometimes you don't get as much as, uh, um, uh, applause as you, you, uh, as, as you put into it, right? You don't sure. get as much out of it, but then, and that's okay, right? We don't do it for the praise. We do it for the change. Um, so, uh, but it's nice to be recognized and you should be, cause you've taken a lot of your own personal time to do this with people. You just got the award oh. for being the uh, pro bono attorney of the month in October, 2018. <laughs> so I know you do that. Yeah, I, I help with a. We have a really great organization in Genesee County called Legal Services of Eastern Michigan, yeah. and so they help a lot with um, people who are in these kind of situations that maybe can't afford an attorney to help them out of the situation, right? So of course, private attorneys we have to charge money, um, you know, nine times out of ten. But uh, we try to our best to do everything as much as possible. But yeah, you know, there's a there's always a point where we just have to, you know call it quits because we have to make a living as well. well but sure. legal services, they have their own elder law attorney. Matter of fact, they have two elder law attorneys over there at that legal services and they're, uh, they're available for people in Genesee County. Um, is that but, Manor? Uh, is that uh, Bob Manor? No, no, no. no that's okay. called legal services of Eastern Michigan. That's in okay. downtown Flint. Okay. And so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's really a gem that, um, that people really need to start reaching out to as well because they help a lot of people with their problems. Um, but I think more or less that I think what inspires me to help people that are seniors or over the age of 65, let's say, um, is because we're all going to be there one day, right? I'm going to be there one day. Sure. Um, and, and everyone else that we know is going to be there at some point in their life. And, and I think, you know, starting the, 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 the trend now to not allow elder abuse or to, to try to prevent elder abuse now and making a, making it a social norm to, you know, help the elderly rather than abuse them is really the, what I really want to start pushing at right now um, while I'm still not a senior. So hopefully by the time I get to be a senior that, you know, people are going to start respecting me and not exploiting me like they uh -huh. are doing to others. Right, now. right. So, well, I know that you, so, you do have to have a lawyer when you come to the really important things of the guardianship or the planning and that you need a good lawyer, somebody who's going to care. That's why I'm so glad you came forward because I mean, I might be needing that one day soon with my mom being 93. We haven't really done much with that yet, but yeah, yeah you have to, you can't do it on your own. Sometimes you do need that, that lawyer to help you get through that court case for guardianship. Absolutely. A lawyer you can trust too, right? I mean, I just told right. you a second ago that there is lawyers that who also exploit yep. and so sure. um you know finding a lawyer that you can really trust that you can really you know bond with and and, and really trust to say hey you know they're not taking advantage of me you know cost wise or time wise or they're making sure they know what they're doing so it's not costing me more than i'm actually paying them right so that's that's a really really good thing to know rule of thumb so we have a lot of great uh, elder law attorneys, a lot of good probate and elder or uh, state planning attorneys here in Genesee County. So it's really, you know, the bad ones are few and far in between, thank God, in Genesee County, right? Because um, yeah. I know most of them at least. Um, but, you know, we're, we're very lucky to have a great crew of probate, probate and the state planning attorneys here in Genesee County. You mentioned one, Bob Manor. He's a great, great, great attorney. 
he, he does the, he does the right thing. So yeah, we had him um, on the podcast I'm, one time talking about the different things to look for, you know, look for and help. So yeah. you guys are both really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but no, I, there's there's a lot of great attorneys out there. But again, you know, it's just uh, you know you always got to just try to ask questions and 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 watch your back because you know people out there are ruthless when it comes to money people out there will do whatever it takes to make sure that they line their pockets with your money and so that's a, it's a scary world we live in but it is the world we live in so we got to do something about it now educating them uh educating the whole public not just the elderly but educating their families educating their kids and their grandkids and their caregivers and their spouses and their parents and everybody educating about what is going on in the world. That's how we're going to prevent this. That's how we're going to fix the solution or six, fix this problem and find a solution. So uh, that's, that's really just the bottom line to elder abuse is the more you talk about it, the more you educate, the less there's going to be. Absolutely. So helpful. My gosh, thank you for all this knowledgeable information that you shared with us. And while I was talking to you, I did look up that legal service of Eastern Michigan if somebody did some free legal services for the elderly. And that number is 810 810- Three two two forty five twelve. That's eight ten three two two four five one two. Those are important things to know. And if they have other questions about their guardianship or needing a, a really good attorney they can actually count on and trust, give us your number one more time there, if you will, please. Eight one zero two three eight one seven zero zero. Perfect. Amir, thank you so much. I might have to have you back on again, too. Maybe if you see a story that's happened, you can share it with us or if something new comes up because we have to continue to educate ourselves, our loved ones, especially our elders because they need us. Absolutely. So thank you so much. There, I mean, is, one more thing. there, there is one more thing I do want to share before we get off is I am the president of this uh, organization. It's a great, great organization. And actually, Stephanie, you spoke with us one uh, one of our meetings is called Elder Abuse Alliance. This Elder Abuse Alliance is really made up of a lot of, it's a volunteer-based organization. It's made up of all the professionals, or a lot of different professionals here in Genesee County that work with the elderly. We're talking about elder law attorneys, we're talking about APS, Adult Protective Services, the Genesee County Sheriff's Office is routinely comes to our meetings and updates us on what new scams are coming on, what cases are going on in Genesee County. Um, they are made up of long-term care, uh, you know, employees, meaning like skilled nursing care, nursing home, assisted living homes that are involved. Um, they're made up of financial institutions. So this is a, if, if you want to learn more about elder abuse and the, the scams and the up, updates and everything like that, I suggest that you come to our meetings. Um, they're all, uh, we've been doing them on Zoom lately, but I think we're going to get back in person on doing them in person. I, I think we had our the pleasure of having Stephanie come speak to us by one of them, but uh, I was honored. That's how I first met you. That was wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so we have doctor's offices and that are are there as well. So again, we, it's just a, a great, great um, crew of people that are just coming together to help prevent this. So I wanted to make sure that I acknowledge EAA at the fullest capacity because it is a great organization, not just because I'm the president, but just because (laughs) Every, a lot of people who are really, really great, heavy hitting people in the community that, um, and we, we're, we're always welcome for more members to come in and, and meet us at, um, uh, come to our meetings so we can kind of go from there. When do you meet? So we meet the first Thursday of the month and it's about nine, it's at 9am the first Thursday of the month. So if they want to um, learn more about it, I'll give you an email for our organization. Okay. It's EAA. Genesee, all one word, 
at Gmail. So it's EAA Genesee at Gmail. So if you guys have, any, if anybody has any questions about this or wants to be part of the organization or wants to even sit down in a meeting, we'd love to have them. Um, love to learn about them as well and uh, what they're going through or, or how they work with the elderly or if they have an elderly family member or, you know, whatever it may be or answer any of their questions. So uh, we're here to, to answer any questions for you. Again, the group of people is just amazing. They are. Um, I know so. there was one attorney there that my mom had to use. My father passed away to make a, a, you know, all of her things in order, the will and what have you. And she was so helpful and so patient, so kind. And she was the media. I thought, well, that's wonderful. I knew you had good people on board. Can anybody join? Absolutely. Absolutely. As long as you're not the, an abuser of the elderly, I think you're okay. <laughs> yeah. People that are abusing elderly are going to be welcomely, uh, welcome very kindly there. So, uh, <laughs> I think you're safe there. Well, that's wonderful to hear how many people are a part of the, uh, like the group now. Do you know how many members you have right now? So, I mean, we have a lot of members. I mean, when it was in person, but pre COVID, uh, we were having probably anywhere between 40 and 50 members wow. coming to the, meetings. Um, now, since COVID started and we're having Zoom meetings, you know, people are less likely to come. And so sure. we have anywhere between like 20 and 30 members come to the meeting still. But, you know, we, we're hopefully these uh, in-person meetings are going to pick back up and we're going to fully, you know, have our, our numbers back up. Um, after we start meeting in person, because people like meeting in person, people, you know, sometimes sure. there's so many Zoom meetings you can put up with uh, and 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 not go crazy. So you just need to see people some once in a while, right? Totally um, agree. Yes. So, well, I look so, forward to coming yeah. to a meeting with you. I, I look forward to the meeting because I learned a lot from that and met some wonderful people. So if anybody can help, for sure, join that group and give some maybe some suggestions or samples of th things that have happened to you. So yep. experiences. Well, thank you so much, Amir. I really appreciate your time. And we're hoping that you'll listen every week with On the Road with MTA, Stephanie Kay, and Jay, because we bring you things just like this, invaluable information and free services and just something to make your life better. Yep. So thank you for joining us, Amir. It was a pleasure. It is an honor. Thank you so much, Stephanie, Stephanie and Jay. I really appreciate your time. All right. Okay. Join us next week. We're going to have actual experience with something that happened like this with somebody, firsthand and personal. All right. And hopefully you'll hear it. So stay safe and thanks for listening. You've been listening to On the Road with the MTA. For more information on our services and community outreach, visit us online anytime at www.mtaflint.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The MTA, your community, your connection, your way.